Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 142. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to have more money at the end of the month. It's Listener Question Friday, and here's our question for today. Linda, I make a good income, but at the end of every month, I don't have any money and can't seem to save money. What can I do? Chris. Well, Chris, this is a common problem for a lot of people. Many Americans make a really good income and yet at the end of the month have nothing to show for it. So let's talk about why that is and break it down a little bit. An article that I saw recently said the poorest Americans, percentage-wise, spend almost as much as the very rich on restaurants, on restaurants, eating out. So fast food could be, maybe Starbucks is in there, other restaurants, but nonetheless, 16.6% of their money is spent eating out, and only the top 20% wealthiest spent a higher percentage than that at 17.8%. So 16.6%, 17.8%. That lowest, poorest 20% is spending as much as almost the richest Americans. There's something out of balance with that percentage. And I think what it is is about convenience and lack of planning. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But this is something that I have suspected for a while. And it came up years ago when I had friends that lived in New York City. They didn't have any children. They were renting an apartment and they wanted to buy a home and they couldn't afford it. Yet I knew both of them had really good jobs and were paid quite well six figures in fact, and I couldn't figure out what exactly the problem was. We finally figured it out. They ate out almost every single night. And not only dinner, but usually at least lunch too, and sometimes even breakfast. So a lot of meals out, and that's where all their money was going. And when we were able to fix that, then they were able to save a down payment pretty quickly and then qualify and buy a house. So this is something that I think is really common out there. We're, we are focusing on this particular comment from this article about the lowest 20% income earners, but the reason that I mention it is because I think it's pretty much across the board, which is also what the study is saying. Across the board, almost every different income level spends about the same percentage on food, which is crazy because only the top 20% spend a little bit more than that, a little bit over 1% more than that. So we're seeing in general where people are spending a great percentage of what they make on eating out. And that's impacting a lot of people's ability to be able to save money and have money at the end of the month. So I did a little bit more digging and I found 
a book called The Two Income Trap by Elizabeth Warren and Amelia Tiagi. And it said that the problem wasn't lattes and other frivolities like we've been led to believe, but the fact of the matter is that where people get really tight on money is that the actual cost of some of our fixed expenses like housing, healthcare, and education are actually costing about 75% of a family's discretionary income today versus back in the 70s when it was only 50%. So that's a 50% increase. It's gone up to 75% from 50% for again, housing, healthcare, education, et cetera. So we're seeing where the basics are costing us more. And certainly housing is a big part of that. And in certain cities, housing has gone up so much that it is out of proportion with what you're making. I remember when I lived in New York City decades ago, but my income was almost 50% of my income was spent on the apartment that I rented. And I had a pretty healthy income at that time, considering my age but I was spending half of it on my apartment. So I don't think that's unusual in metropolitan areas where housing is expensive. But here's the thing. In the study, it also said that a lot more money than normal on this lower 20% was spent on gas and groceries. So again, it comes down to making smarter choices. And to me, that says maybe we need to do a little bit of planning and thinking and that can eliminate some of those impulse purchases or some of those costs that are happening because they're not being planned for. Like you get home at night and nothing's in the fridge and so you've gotta go out and get something to eat. And you're hungry and you're tired and you don't feel like fixing it so you go to Chipotle or, or someplace like that. So those are the kinds of things that those purchases are what's going to eat away at your income, Chris, and that's what's going to cause you to not have any money left over at the end of the month. So here are six tips just to think about, maybe to implement in your life that can help you get over this no money at the end of the month scenario. Number one, you wanna plan your meals better and eat fresh food whenever you can. You wanna learn some simple, quick recipes that you can just chop and cut some things up, throw it together, make a nice salad, add some chicken or something like that, and voila, in five minutes, you've got some really good, substantial, fresh, healthy food to eat. And so you might need to do some research on the web about some quick, healthy recipes, but you wanna stay away from processed food and from fast food. You wanna stay away from things that are in bags and boxes, try and eat fresh as much as you can and around, around that outside aisle of the supermarket. Number two, you wanna plan your trips that you take your car with since gas is also disproportionately out of control for the lower 20%. You want to plan your trips and maybe use public transportation whenever possible. Recently, I was up in Seattle and I'd never tried the new light transit that they had. So I thought I would take a, just a little stroll on that and take that downtown. Do you know that a taxi normally downtown would cost at least $35. Probably Uber would cost $35. A taxi might cost $40, $45. It cost $5 to take the light rail downtown. 
It was crazy and it was really enjoyable. I really loved it and I could see a lot of standing traffic was there while we were zooming by on the light rail. So it was kind of fun and a really great experience and really easy to do. So those are the kinds of things you wanna think about planning your trips and is there a way that maybe you can save on some gas money? Number three, and this is so important. This is classic and a classic principle and that is to pay yourself first. You wanna put that 10% of your paycheck aside before you do anything else. And today you can use some different apps, which is number four, like Acorns and Digit, and those can help you save or help you invest. And you want to uh, perhaps use those to round up to the next dollar and that saves money for you. Um, there's different apps that you can use that can help you save some money, but you can look into that. Now saving is, I guess, technologically easier than ever, so check those out. Number five, you can open a brokerage account and start investing as soon as possible. It might sound counterintuitive if you don't have money to open a brokerage account, but today with exchange-traded funds, ETFs, they don't have a very high minimum, and you actually could invest for under $100 and get started investing. And that's a good way to send the money out of your checking account so it's not there for you to spend as well. It's not even at the bank. It's a little bit tougher to get because it's at the brokerage firm. So that's a good thing to do too to get started with an investment account. And number six, consider moving closer to your job so you can actually walk or ride a bike to work. I have a friend who actually rides his bike to work every day and he lives on a really steep hill. So downhill must be really easy and coming home, it's a little tough for him. He's in the technology field and so he can dress pretty casually for work, but he does get to ride his bike to work and he has fun doing it and it helps him get in shape and also saves on that gas money. I'm sure there's tons more money-saving ideas that we could have talked about today. I'm not gonna go into all the details, but there's lots of information online about how to save money with cooking, with shopping, with gas money, etc. So take some time, do a little research, see where you can cut some corners on gas expenses and with grocery and restaurant expenses. Those are gonna be your main ones that are discretionary that you can do something about. And I bet you'll have some money at the end of the month if you do that, Chris. That's all for this week. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.